hormones of the day, and this is Now I Wanna Be a Good Boy. One, two, three, four! Welcome to Ramones of the Day, the podcast examining every Ramones song alphabetically from 53rd to the word zero. I'm Philip, And I'm Molly. And today we are discussing Now I Want to Be a Good Boy. This is from 1977's Leave Home, which I had recently seen credited somewhere as Ramones Leave Home. I feel like that's just them reading the name of the band. I mean, I know that's not the idea, but... Where did you see that credited like that? I don't know, somewhere. Um, it was written, I saw, I, I swear I saw it in like an old, oh, I know what it was. Okay. I've already derailed this. Uh, it was an old article, uh, from Rolling Stone magazine, uh, Circa Road to Ruin. Okay. Because there's another Leave Home album and they're trying to clarify that it's the Ramones album. I don't think so. I think they just rattled it all together. Okay. Anyway, it's from that. Um, this song is credited as being written by Didi Ramone. Didi. They Didi. Didi. Diddy doody. It's a diddy. <laughs> it's a. It's oh a diddy diddy. It's a diddy diddy. If he did a duty, diddy diddy. <laughs> it's written by Diddy. I gave a song. Listen, if there's a duty, it's probably Diddy. You know what I mean? <laughs> Indubitably. Uh, song category. I gave it a misbehavior because okay. he wants to be a good boy, but then sure. he flips the coin on him. But does he really? I don't know. He says he does, he but can he trust it. the narrator? Not right. sure on this one. Doesn't seem. Let's get deep into the story. Yeah, let's let's do that. Um, so the story uh, around this song, <laughs> try to transition into the amount of times they played it live. Great, love it. Um, so get ready to hear this twenty-five times. Is that more or less than what you would have expected? Personally, I think it's less than I would have expected, specifically because it's coming off their second album. Right. And because it's it's a song that's been covered. I mean, it's not like it's an obscure. Did you find covers on it? I yeah. don't know if I found any covers on it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, I, that not that they can't. It's not like I have some sort of, I don't know. Maybe I'm making that up. Never mind. Cover. I'm thinking of another song. <laughs> so Never it makes mind. sense. So it's exactly the amount. <laughs> Never mind. But no, but I mean, specifically sure, because no, it's yeah. off their second album. Especially I them. always think it's going to, I th- always think any song off of the first two albums or three albums would be more than a hundred times. They must have played this only like the amount of half a touring amount. And then they're like, we got other stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know if you want to kick off other facts. Do you have any other? Just keep anything? rolling through it. All right. Well, how about I just keep on rolling through it? Um, so this is sort of a fact. Uh, but in listening to this, I feel like the DNA of this song, the DDDNA. <laughs> Love it. Um, the, wait, the DDNA. The DDNA. Oh, that's man, it. that's, a, that's man. a TM right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we've got the Now I Wanna, um, which is actually used the next time on our next song, Now sure. I Wanna Sniff Some Glue. Yeah. The intro riff uh, also kind of sounds a lot like what they'll eventually do on Mama's Boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the drums sound a lot like what they're going to do on Pinhead on the same album. Uh-huh. And it's got that uh, palm-muted guitar riff that's sort of like Beat on the Brat. Yeah. And it's all those things yeah. in one song. Yeah. And maybe that's why they didn't do it so many times. Because they're like, well, we're already kind of doing all these other songs. Uh-huh. So it's yeah. like, we can 
We just spread that out. That's wasted well, money. Well, it's funny because I listened to this song so many times, and those first two references, although I'm sure they're right, they didn't stick out to me mm-hmm. so much like that Beat on the Brat riff, which is sure. real apparent. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I just wanted to talk about that a little bit and say... The Brat riff? Well, I mean, we could talk about all three... All three Beats in general, are they referencing, do we think that they are referencing themselves like some kind of thematic cross-reference, which I could totally, it's almost meta, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, to bring back these rhythms, like, remember that thing we did? (laughs) Like, I think it's kind of, okay, if they did it on purpose, it's, in my mind, kind of cool and artsy. Sure. Like... Like writing trilogies or writing, you know, movie series or novels where you're referencing your other storylines briefly um, to connect theme or to, I don't know, no, I see pat yourself mean. on the back or to, I mean, I guess the question I'm asking is, they must be aware of the fact that they're repeating rhythms and beats and riffs and things. So why are they doing it? I want to pause right there. Yeah. Because in that same article, I think, that I was just randomly referencing. Okay. Has something that supports that. Was it that. random? It was pre-planned. It was pre-planned. Yeah. We did it. And here's part <laughs> of them pre-planning that pre-planning. Okay. Uh, so it was, it interviewed uh, the current band, which was with Marky, but they also involved Tommy. And... Um, he talks about, uh, he says, I'll tell you what else was distinctive um, about uh, the the uh, the first album they're talking about. The hypnotic effect of strict repetition, the effect of lyrics that repeat and vocals that dart out at you, and the percussive effect of driving the music like a sonic machine. It's very sensual. <laughs> I'm not sure where sensual comes in, but uh, yeah, you can put you can put headphones on and just swim with it. It's not background music, but that's to your point. Is that he was arguing that there was that was a choice that they made was very simple things that we are repeating. Mm-hmm. So to this point, I mean, if if nothing else, even if it happened by accident, they were already thinking we're going to be okay repeating ourselves. Yeah, you know. But thematically, I think that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like, I mean, okay, because I think we talk about the Ramones a lot as writers. What? <laughs> oh, <I mean. laughs> sorry, as writers. Sure, yeah, yeah. We talk about the Ramones a lot, period. As writers, period. <laughs> um, and I do think that if you look at the Ramones as writers and you look at their songs as their body of work, you know, them bringing these themes back over and over there is some kind of sophistication there. It's almost like they're like a needlepoint, like threading hmm. all these songs together over sure. the course of their zeitgeist or okay. what's the word I'm looking for? Body of work. Body of work. Yeah. Their quilt? The Ramones quilts. Oh, man. The Ram- Wait, the Ramones tapestry of sound. <laughs> it's it's the Ramones TM. covering <laughs> Carol King's tapestry. <laughs> uh, it's called crapestry. Crap. <laughs> um, just... <laughs> Just, just a jump on it. Crapistry is literally going to be the name of my autobiography. <laughs> Crapistry. My um, Life by Molly Ann Hill. What's this? Uh, <laughs> um, uh, I don't know how conscious it was. And honestly, I almost thought about it, about the repetition of this and other things we've discussed too. Um, 
as I wonder if they think like the first album or any of the early albums they make, they thought were like, well, this is going to be huge. And yeah. then it wasn't. And I almost think they're like, well, nobody heard that. So let's just do it again. Who's well, going to be studying this in 30 years and talking about it forever? Thing. Okay. Um, I was married to a dude that did sound mm-hmm. and as a result met a lot of guys that did sound for a living and what you start to realize when you are with producers a lot is that producers have their favorite sounds and they use okay. them a lot and they reuse them. You know what I mean? It's like that's how they get. Yeah, they try new things, but also they they invest in these sounds and that becomes part of their oeuvre. So I could see these guys liking these things. And yeah, either maybe being like, oh, hmm. nobody heard that or like just thinking that, you know, just because we played this chord in this one song doesn't mean we can't play this chord in another song. Yeah. If we're, if we're, the arrangement is different and the you know, I mean I don't know. It's a really interesting conversation because um, they do it a lot. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it feels it's got to be intentional. Well, because I think that these way, guys right? are geniuses, I'm gonna say it's intentional. <laughs> okay. I I would it would be hard for me to believe that they couldn't recognize that that was something they'd already done. So then the question becomes, why are they doing it again? And what are they getting out of it doing it again sound-wise? And what are we getting out of it? And while I am not disagreeing with what you're saying, yeah, I do enjoy the fact that if any group of people actually did forget that they did that, yeah, you would make an argument that it was them. <laughs> you, could, you could do it. You would make an argument that it's like, the band that makes songs about sniffing glue. Yes. I mean, they laid it all out. Totally, there. totally. I, I and kn- maybe like, that's the charm. I know. That, yeah, yeah. I know we've like we've like spent hours talking about the other ones, like oh, yeah. they sell them short and stuff like that. But I mean, it's uh, sometimes if it walks like a duck. Totally. And also, I think these guys are really smart. You know, yeah. they they love music and they they practice. They you know. They're gonna, in their craft a lot. I'm going to tie this back to the song, okay, too. Okay, please. Um, directly, because something that I like about it is that pairing, like, the 50-50 yin-yang thing of I want to be a good boy, now I want to do bad stuff. Talking specifically about the lyrics right. of the song. The, yeah. Specifically about it. And, yeah. And you just reminded me of that, that, that that's kind of, like you say, that that's that weird dichotomy that often goes on with the Ramones. Where yeah. It's like, it's the smartest dumb. It's the dumbest smart. Yeah. It's super loud, but it's sweet. It's not so sweet, but it sounds like it's supposed to be sweet. You know, like it's the psyche of stuff. a human that wants to do the right thing, but also wants to do the wrong thing. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's, that's why, again, I think that they're really good storytellers. It is. And I like just to follow that around and give it more credit along that way. It feels like one of those kind of, teen anthems like i'm 18 and yeah that's a type of stuff but only in and i didn't write down the amount of words i realized oh it's not a first album thing so i'm still cool um <laughs> but uh in very few words mm. gets the idea of like i want to behave i don't want to behave you know like yeah. all that stuff that like i have a kid and he's not in his teen years but you can already sort of see that mm-hmm. thing of like Wanting to please, and as soon as I want him to please me, not wanting to please me. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of what this song yeah, feels and like. And by the way, your child is really well behaved compared to <laughs> these dudes. You know what I mean? If I Didi was my child, whoa, man. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. I can't remember. I don't think. No. Um, 
Oh, we transitioned pretty well into feelings. I don't know if you want well, to Well, I don't know if we're there yet. I want to oh, just, I just want to know a couple of other things. Take me there. Before we go. Go. Um, I just want to point out that Tommy's real out front on this album cover. Yes. Uh, You're, you are really into this album cover. Well, the I cover, think, the cover I, of Leave Home. I think album You're covers in it. general say a lot about yes. where a band is. Okay. And um, I just think it's interesting that Tommy's going to leave pretty soon. But on this, like, usually, like, Joe would be the front man. But on this album cover, Tommy's the man. Mm-hmm. You know? Hmm. Um, and he has a lot going on in this album. Sure. Um, okay. Uh, so, Miss Kisa94 on YouTube said, oh. uh, if I ever have a son, I'm going to make him sing the song. Whenever he throws a tantrum. And I just thought that was really funny. I'm okay. <laughs> like. Sure. You go sing that song. <laughs> you go sing that. You think you sit in the corner and think about what you've done. <laughs> um, what do you have to do? Well, I also just drums? want to talk a little bit about this album, which we usually do. Yeah, do. Uh, when, we're, when we're talking about songs off this album. But um, so Rolling Stone said they've also lost just a pinch of their studied rawness on this album. Hmm. Whether this is a sign of maturity or sellout is a matter for debate. That's a quote from Ken Tucker from Rolling Stone. Okay. And uh, I thought that was a really interesting quote because this album is so good to me. Mm -hmm. And I think the idea that anybody would look at this album or hear this album and say... You know, they've gotten better at what they're doing. They must be selling out. Hmm. To me, seems so insane. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. to me, the fact that you wouldn't give a band the credit of having some experience and wanting to try something new with some new tools and and do something more interesting than what they've already done. But I understand, like, when you go back to that first album, the rawness does hit you. That is the thing that everybody loves mm-hmm. about it. It's so raw. It's so on your face. But I think what I really get, ups- not upset, but what is frustrating to me about this album is I think this album is so freaking good. Mm. And people are like, it's not the first album, so it's not it's not good. Yeah. And it's just like, this album is insanely good. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, it is more polished, but it's like, thank God it's more polished. You know what I mean? It like, doesn't get, it doesn't they're, get. They're professionals. They're using tools. Yeah. They they have more money now. Like, wh- well, how could that possibly be selling out? I don't understand. I don't even get that quote. Like, the idea that you sell out, like, what, Nike? You're, you're making this album for Nike now? I don't even get that. <laughs> you know what I mean? The, yeah, these yeah. are the things that Rolling Stone is saying about the Ramones. Yeah. So in in a sense, so who, this this, yeah. this curse of the Ramones is kind of true because like, dude, this is their second album. Of course, they're gonna do something different and try to like mature yeah. it up. Yeah, you can't win because you if you done win. if they'd done the exact same thing, then people would be like, been like, oh, oh yeah, same thing. that grunge band that always does that you can grunge only do thing. That. And then yeah, um, it, it we've I think we've probably said it before, but it, it is worth mentioning that Leave Home in particular is one of those. I don't want to say it's overlooked because I feel like the first four always kind of get canonized yeah. and held up Mount Rushmore style. Yeah. But Which they should. Sure. But of those four, I feel like that one's always the the least. It's but not only the because first it one. came after the first one. Exactly. That's what's so great. What if this one came first and that one came second? Would people still like them the same? Ooh, now I really want to think about what like had they let's say the Ramones started with this album. Yeah. 
it's hard to say how it goes. I mean, it wouldn't make any sense sonically, <laughs> but... Wouldn't it make as much sense sonically, though, as the other one? I mean, I don't know if we're, like, adding revisionist history to it or, or what, mm-hmm. but the fact that the first one starts with Blitzkrieg Bop... Yeah. ...feels exactly where it should be. Like, that's yeah. where the career should start. Yeah, yeah. At, at least the way that... <laughs> but at least the way that history is played out encapsulating the band and encapsulating... It was like, they're the band that did this song. Yeah. There it is. They're the band that started with Blitzkrieg Bop. Yeah. Yeah, which That's is like a, a powder keg in and right. of itself. Right, exactly. Yeah. And, it's, and so it's hard to say, like, in our, like, weird world uh, that we just made up, um, <laughs> if we started with Leave Home, we don't start with Blitzkrieg Bop. But you almost yeah. think, like, they would kind of get there eventually and everything else would happen because it's not... I still don't think that it was like, oh, and then it went top 40. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah, probably not. It would probably be the same amount. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm really trying to think of this upside down crazy world where... Well, I just... I, I don't understand the... It's just like... Well, part of that... Oh, about the criticism of yeah. that? I was going to say, though, that's the hard part of... I like music criticism. I like reading those... Uh, reviews but somebody somewhere i think it was chuck Klosterman or something said uh, address the fact that like the way that rock criticism has to be and actually anything movies tv whatever is like you have to have an opinion right now and that's it sure and you can't go back yeah and his example which ties to leave home was um the first two boston albums okay now i don't know boston outside of more than a feeling and that type of stuff but like more Than a Feeling and those big hits you've always heard are on the first album. Yeah. And then there's another one. Mm-hmm. And people kind of didn't respond to it. And they and it was quickly panned. Mm-hmm. But his argument was he actually went back a few years ago and listened to it. And he was like, you know what? It's great. It's, it's amazing. It's like that other one. Yeah. And I love that one. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a similar thing here that like capturing it right away. It's an easier story to write mm-hmm. when you're going from zero to the first album. Yeah. It was like, there's nothing like it. And then there's this. And you're like, oh my God, I have so much to react to. So now everybody's already at a certain level. And then this one comes out, which is sort of similar. But now you have to find out what's different about it. Mm -hmm. And then you have to make an opinion about it. And so then you land on that. As opposed to where we are coming at it now, where we're looking at it piecemeal. And then looking back and saying, like, I think society looked past not just the band, but this album in particular is real, real solid, you guys. Well, I think we also have the benefit of being able to look at it in the context of their entire wheelhouse yes. instead of just following their first album. That's true. Um, yeah, we knew, we know now where it's going to go yeah, and where it came definitely. from. Definitely. Yeah. And, you know, we have the sophistication of knowing all music that's happened since their first album. That's true. All music. Right. Um, anyway. That was pretty good. Uh, I don't know if these are facts, but this is pretty good uh, theorizing and conjecture. Oh, I mean, I, I love a theory and a conjecture <laughs> about Ramon specifically. Yeah. So um, I just wanted to say, yeah. oh, we're getting to some feelings. Okay, well, uh, so <laughs> checked out the Ramones. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's a live 1977 oh, live. Oh, yeah. Album. That was very big moment in their career. But you can find this song on YouTube. <clears throat> Excuse me. Live version. And... The live version of this song, when Joey sings it, it really, really, really makes me think that this song is about a dog. <laughs> the dog's saying, now I want to be a good boy. Like, even the way he sings sure. it in that live version, he's kind of singing it like he's barking it a little bit. And it's hilarious to me. And just imagining that, 
you know. You're not far off. That might be. Dee Dee wrote this. So I just want to say, I just want to put it out there that I can totally see Dee Dee being like, I'm going to write the song in the voice of a dog. <laughs> I mean, whatever. It's just it's my It's all on the table, Molly. Yeah, yeah. Anything's totally. possible. Yeah, so I right, thought that was does. really funny. So go check out that live show because that's <laughs> hilarious. Um, I want to say, jumping off of that yeah. and sort of going into uh, those things, is maybe it's a hundred or so episodes talking, but listening to this, I thought <laughs> very clearly, without having to check, I was like, oh, this is a Didi song. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that's just education through okay, repetition. So one fun are. game that I would love to play that we can never play because we know way too much <laughs> okay. is to have... This is like a hypothetical game. You get somebody who knows enough about Ramones that mm-hmm. they know who each character is, each okay. player is in the band, and what their style is, but they don't necessarily know who wrote every song. Okay. And then you could just tell them the name of the song, and they would have to guess who wrote it based on the title of the song. Because sure. <laughs> I feel like there's some ones where you're like, oh, Joey clearly wrote this word. I'm like, oh, this is Dee Dee for sure. And I feel like this is one of the ones where you're like... Now I want to be a good boy is like, that just seems like a thing yes. that Dee Dee would do. Or like, I don't know if there's something about glue in the title or, or That's or our poops, guy. Yeah. Then that's probably Dee Dee. Right. That's for our class. Yeah, okay. That's, that's fun. That's for our, uh, our Listen, like, uh, adult education at We're UCLA. available to come teach. And we got this, this test year. already. Yeah, yeah, totally. We've got a lot of good hoops for oh, kids man. to jump through yeah. on this Ramones business. <laughs> Kids aren't getting enough of it. <laughs> okay. That's good. So anyway, that's all the semi-facts I Okay. Have, including um, that YouTube comment, which is clearly got... factual. That is fact. It exists. It exists. Hopefully. We'll see. <laughs> um, I don't have any feelings. No. You do, too. <laughs> no, uh, I, I, uh, I was going to say, um, I'm, I'm kind of mixed about this song, um, where there's a lot of it that I like. I feel like I can kind of see those like those uh components in there Mm -hmm. but at the same time i think it's it's so silly but it's like there's just there's a little bit of studio nuance that i don't think they had on the previous album that they almost show off here where they're like oh yeah it's gonna be a panning drum which is almost and i could be wrong i don't know that many audio people but it feels kind of like the star wipe of (laughs) albums you know it's like it's like what if we the move Star Wipe? What if we move the audio from this channel to that channel? Oh man. And and they do it. And now I'm not saying it's not effective, but part of it feels like a lot of this is them just kind of throwing a lot of stuff at the ha- having, wall and seeing what comes well, out. Well, yeah, but also like having a studio and being curious and using those things whereas mm-hmm. before they were just showing up and, and laying it down and going home yeah I mean play any song against their first album against any song against the second album and the production value is just crystal clear it's really weird different. how I don't think I realized that yeah until going through it yeah because it did just kind of like taken I mean it's farther back mind, it all seems like the it's same. two completely different sounds yeah like it is now it is now yeah yeah um, what about your feelings? Are those your Well, feelings? I just wanted to say, uh, I really like the way this song opens with this guitar and the drums before Joey comes in on the vocals. And a riff that doesn't come back. Yeah. It's not like an intro to what we're going to do. It's like something completely yeah, different. Just, and they're like, oh, we don't do that again. And the, and it's drums and it's heavy mm-hmm. drums and it's nice. Um, And I don't know. I just really, really like that piece of the song. And yeah. the, I mean, I have to comment again on the end beat on the brat thing. Yeah. I think I like it. 
Okay. I mean, I think some people would probably call that lazy. I think that's what some people think their hormones are. You're it's saying, just like you're saying that like a bad thing. Well, I think that some people use that <clears throat> to discredit them, mm-hmm. that they just kind of do the same thing over and over again. And sure. they literally do do the same thing over and over again sometimes. Yeah, there's almost a power to, it's like the middle finger that they're giving. It's like, yeah, doing the same thing. Well, I, I'm going to go on a Don't you and like say that? it's them reinforcing their brand. Okay. And that they know it's effective. And so they're double dipping on it. And I would have to say, based on uh, their longevity, that they probably know what they're doing. Sure. Okay. Um, I'm going to say I like this song. Okay. I do not love this song. Yeah. But I strongly like this song. I support its, uh, I support its stance on most things. <laughs> I mean. And I'd like to see what it does in the debates. Sure. I, I think it's got a good school platform. <laughs> uh, it really believes in human rights. Yes. <laughs> I have to say also that I really like this song. Right. I don't love it. But I could be convinced to love it if I was talking to somebody who was more into the song than me. I could totally be turned on a dime and just be like, you're right. But part of me almost feels like, and I could be wrong, you know, Christy Lee or whoever, the woman who's going to have a kid and make her sing it. Sure. I feel like they would be hard to harder to find than other song, like fans of songs. You know what I mean? Like it would be harder to find someone who's like, oh, my top favorite song is now i want to be a good boy yeah i don't think this is on anybody's top 10 ramon song of all time if that exists please tell us but i would love to hear some people's top 10 ramon songs maybe we should make top 10 ramon song list that's a that's for the end okay that's for the end but but i don't hate the song i like it and when i hear it i feel good about myself (laughs) (laughs) it has all the things i like joey tommy (laughs) Johnny, all the things, Dee-dee. all four of them. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I like it. Um, speaking of, okay, I'm going to cast my vote. Okay, please. Uh, and maybe it's partly swayed by uh, your mentioning of the cover, but I'm going to give it to Tommy because I do like the drums a lot in this, even with the panning, like the totally. They kind of sound a little different too. There's like, I don't know what it is, but it sounds. It's like almost echoing itself, but yeah. I think it's actually making him doing it just slightly off on purpose. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I like, and and he was in I the studio that. and, you know, engineering uh, well, stuff, so is, he deserves it. So the two producers on this album, they're with Sire right now. Yes. Ed's Day Tony Bongiovi. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, that's right. Tony Bongiovi yeah. and Tommy Ramone. Yeah. So Tommy is producing this album. Right. And all these noises are totally on him right so I, I have to agree i have to give it to tommy nice i love the drums in the song i love the production of this album i think they sound really high and tight and sexy in this album and people don't like it they can shove it <laughs> well, <laughs> i mean on that note i'm not sure there's anything else to say you got anything else to say that's it oh, great well thank you everybody for not shoving it and uh joining us today we really appreciate it uh, please follow us on Twitter. We're at Ramon's Podcast. And join us next time, won't you please? We will be discussing Now I Wanna Sniff Some Glue on Ramon's of the Day. Ramon's of the Day.